What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! You ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. Indeed it is. John Dawson, indeed it is. Hello. Live and on tape from beautiful Whitehall Drive here in lovely Kinston, North Carolina. Today is Friday. It's finally Friday. It's not just a regular Friday. It's the Friday before Christmas. Today is Friday, December the 22nd in the year of the Lord, 2023. If you're driving on your way into work this morning, guess what? You're going to have Monday off. You've got the weekend off. It's Christmas. It is finally Christmas. Have you got your, your Christmas shopping done yet? I have not. I will be finishing that up tomorrow with lovely Linda. Man, what a beautiful day. It is a beautiful, it's a beautiful Friday. Man, it's our last Friday here on the show for uh for a couple of weeks man uh we will be back on uh well we're actually doing a i'll tell you what i'll get to all that in a second but man so excited man friday december the 22nd the year of the lord 2023 three days to christmas this is episode 995 995 what do you want for christmas keith spence who just messaged in to me uh pam sheffield text message in to linda tell her what you want for christmas but Spence, what do you want for Christmas, man? You said that's what you want a, a, a days off, I guess. Is that what it is? Uh, uh, <laughs> he also says, ho, ho, ho. So, yeah, there you go. Merry Christmas, Keith Spence. Merry Christmas, Richard Clark, who's already messaged in to me. Linda has to. Pam Sheffield, if you're driving into work right now, send uh, Linda a message so she can pass it on to me, man. This is awesome. Uh, I am, I, I got to tell you, I am so giddy. I've got one more day of work in 2023 after today, and it's not even really going to be working. I'll just go ahead and tell you. It's going to be Tuesday. We're going to have a very, the two, this coming Tuesday, the day after Christmas, we're going to have a very special wedding show uh, here on, uh, on the Brian Hanks show. Was going to take, you know, two straight weeks off, but then decided, you know what? I want to get uh, Rick Vernon on here. I want to get Richie Honeycutt on here. I want to get my lovely Linda. All three Whittington boys are going to be here in North Carolina, putting a big, big, big smile on their mama's face, uh, all because we're getting married. Uh, Linda and I are a week from tomorrow. I can't wait for that, man. I love how we plan this out. I really do. And I'm talking about Linda and I. I mean, we've got Christmas coming up. <laughs> her, all three of her sons are going to be here. Uh, my mama's going to be here. Uh, my sisters, my brother, it's going to be awesome. Uh, we're getting married a week from tomorrow on uh, the 30th. Cannot wait for that. It's just going to be awesome. So we've got Christmas. We've got, uh, the wedding we've got, uh, Hey, thank you, Mr. King, Keith King, uh, County commissioner, Keith King chimes in and says, Merry Christmas. And thank you, sir. Thank you for everything you do for Lenore County, sir. Uh, man, I, I'm just pumped. I am just beyond pumped. I can't even begin to tell you. Uh, so if I sound a little giddy today, it's not just because we have a great show for you because we really do. One of those three sons of, uh, Linda Lou is, uh, Paul Whittington. He's our regular Friday guest. He'll be joining us here, uh, in about 15 minutes or so. We're going to talk, uh, Carolina hurricanes with him. Uh, man, an overtime loss for them, and then uh, probably get a little NASCAR talk in there, some NFL. His uh, his Baltimore Ravens doing really well right now, so uh, who knows where we'll go with everything. He was on national television again last night. Um, Paul was uh, talking about that sad situation that happened uh, in Las Vegas. Was it a couple of weeks ago? Man, my days are, or my weeks are running in together. I think it was last week, just to show you how fast time flies. Uh, but he was on news nation last night, probably get him to talk about that for a moment. And then, uh, then about all, uh, all positive things after that, 
But uh, but Paul will be joining us here in our first hour. Like I said, uh, he'll be uh, joining us here in about 20 minutes uh, after or 20 minutes into the show. Take us to the end of the show. And, man, let me tell you something. Our second hour, another thing that I like about the holidays and about uh, being right here in the, uh, you know, the, the, the Christmas, New Year, and like I said, now – uh, Linda and I, for our family, uh, adding, uh, you know, the, the, the wedding thing happening a week from tomorrow is, uh, well, more about Christmas and holidays. All our college kids are home. And that was so special this Tuesday night at the, uh, Kenson basketball game. Nothing was better than, you know, we had Nick Nick on yesterday. Uh, Nicholas Harvey, the third joined us live here in the studio. He's home from Carolina right now. And man, it, it's Friday, so you know it's TGIF with IP. Uh, thank you again, Danny Foray, for uh, that title uh, to that little uh, segment that we do every Friday. Our NIL deal with uh, our with uh, Isaac Parson, he'll be live here in the studio. He is bringing along with him his teammate, former Kinston star Jeremy Dixon, is going is scheduled to join with us too. And then even on top of all that. They're going to be bringing uh, Kenston junior point guard Isaiah Parson with them too. So uh, two members of the uh, Parson family, Jeremy Dixon coming in. Man, it's going to be a fun second hour. And then on top of all that, we're going to play the birthday game with a very special guest, and we'll wrap up today's show with that. As you know, all week long, we've never done this before. What, we're at episode 995 right now of the Brian Hanks Show. On uh, on top of, uh, you know, a great birthday game, which is always fun with John and Jonathan, all week this week, we've had special guests joining us in the uh, in the birthday game. What, Monday, it was Jacques Passeleg. Let me get this right. Monday was Jacques Passeleg. Tuesday was with uh, Linda Whittington. Wednesday was, was with Forrest Dawson, uh, the long-suffering father of John Dawson. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, he, was, he was awesome, uh, Mr. Dawson was. And yesterday, it was our good friend Keith Spence that joined us on the birthday game. Today... Do I tell you who it is? Ah, oh, why not? It, it's awesome. It is uh, Judy Strickland, Jonathan's mom. So we had uh, Forrest Dawson on on Wednesday, and then uh, today we have Judy Strickland, uh, who I've known since I got to Kinston back in 2002. Uh, she worked in the advertising department over at the Free Press when I got here, and uh, man, just really got to know her very, very well. She is an incredible, incredible woman. On top of that, though, an incredible mother. Uh, we've got some great moms here in this neck of the woods, but I'm telling you, uh, she's Jonathan's mom. Uh, it, it's fun. You guys are going to enjoy that a lot, but we're going to visit with, uh, her in our second hour too during the birthday game. So how about that? Paul Whittington here in the first hour, then uh scheduled to appear with us in the second hour, uh, Isaac Parson for TGIF with IP. And then he's bringing Jeremy Dixon from Winston-Salem state university. And hey, I've even got my Winston-Salem State hat on this morning, too. Uh, hopefully, it impresses them a little bit. You know, they come in here, and they'll feel at home a little bit with me uh, wearing my Rams hat here. And then uh, Kenston Jr. point guard, Isaiah Parson with them, too. And then uh, Judy Strickland with the birthday game. So, man, this two hours is going to go fast. It'll be over. And then it'll be Christmas time here in the Hanks household, which it has been for a while anyway. So, there you go. Uh, listen, uh, let's get you caught up on everything before we get Paul up here on the line with us. I'll tell you what, though, before I do that, let me thank, uh, in this holiday season, uh, just how grateful and thankful I am for uh, all you folks that have all our listeners. Uh, like I said, I've already mentioned what Keith Spence and, uh, Keith King and, uh, man, I could just go on and on and on. Greg Clemens, all our great, uh, all our great listeners who listen in every morning here uh, harry cagle who i uh, got to hang out with a little bit at the uh, ecu game the other night love and appreciate every single one of you and i mean that sincerely uh we could not absolutely could not do this show could not have the 995 episodes of this show that we've had to this point without uh without you guys supporting us let me tell you something too. Our sponsors have been amazing too through the years and it doesn't get any better than Lenore community college. They are the title sponsor of the, in fact, it's the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore community college, which it has been since almost day one. I think they came on, ah, Jason could tell me, but probably about a month or a month and a half, two months into the show when we decided to, uh, give the naming rights out there and, Man, Richie Honeycutt, Dr. Rusty Hunt, all the folks over at Lenore Community College, they jumped in and filled that space, and we really do. And they've been, you know, you, you hear these shows. On, I, I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast all the time. That's my, my favorite podcast, that and the Steve Zabin show. 
or uh, the Zabe, the Zabe cast or the Zabe podcast, which I suggest you guys uh, listen to uh, when we're not on the air. You can listen to those, but, uh, man, they change title sponsors all the time. Bill Simmons over the last seven or eight years has had seven or eight different, uh, title sponsors, man. The Brian Hanks show has had one title sponsor. By golly, it's Lenore, it's Lenore Community College. We really do appreciate them for 65 years, more than 65 years. LCC has helped men and women in our area tangibly improve their lives. LCC's mission, and it is a, has been a successful mission for six and a half decades, is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Give uh, LCC a call. You need to do it. Uh, Today would be a good day. Today or tomorrow, spring classes, spring semester begins January 8th, Monday, January the 8th. You need to get your butt in line here. You need to get in classes at LCC, and you can do it by calling LCC at 252 527-6223 by visiting their website at lenorecc.edu or I don't know if you can visit one of their beautiful campuses this week or next week. I think they're going to be out. They're out for Christmas right now, but uh, they have beautiful campuses in Kinston, Snow Hill, or Trenton. So my advice to you, call them at 527-6223 or visit their website. I promise they want to get you into class. You want to learn that valuable trade. You want to get that two-year degree so you can transfer to ECU or State or Carolina or UNC Charlotte or Fayetteville State or Winston-Salem State or wherever in the uh, North Carolina college system. You can do that by beginning at LCC. Give yourself a present this holiday season. Improve your life, and you can do it by going to Lenore Community College. We really do appreciate them. They were one of our day one sponsors when we came on uh, for more than four years ago and now, 995 shows ago, uh, along with UNC Lenore Healthcare, along with Jacques Passeleg and Goeco Technology Service Provider, along with Spence Automotive, Woodman Life, and Arendelle Parrot Academy. Those six are day ones and have been with us every single show since then. Appreciate uh, every single one of those sponsors more than they will ever ever know, and then all these other sponsors that have been with us. A, a lot of the time, I talk about our day ones who've been with us for 995 shows. But uh, listen, Downey's Protection Systems has been with us for 90 percent of those. Uh, they just wasn't they weren't one of our day ones. Still love them though. Uh, we love Downey's Protection Systems. King's Restaurant. Linda and I had dinner there last night. Uh, I had Brenner last night at King's Restaurant. It was really good. Thank you to them. Thank you to the Kinston Police Department. Thank you to uh, Davis Wholesale Tire, to Mills International, to Real Low Discount Drugs, to Lenore County Public Schools, to Lenore Tire and Appliance, and to the Down East Wood Ducks. Uh, as I, and even as I say Down East Wood Ducks, I get a text coming across my line here from uh, uh, from Greg Clemens. How about this? He said it may be Christmas on the 25th, and, you know, of course we're getting married on the 30th, but on the 28th, it's his birthday. I like that. So how old are you going to be, Mr. Clemens? You, you've got to be, uh, let's see, if I were trying to guess, like if we were playing a birthday game here for Mr. Clemens, I would say, I'd say 72. So tell me how close I am, Mr. Clemens, on the 28th, how old you're going to be. But uh, hey, back to our sponsors real quick. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every single one of them. We are very, very blessed to have those sponsors. And again, uh, they bring you the Brian Hank show. They bring you. Uh, Friday night football coverage when we're doing that back in the fall. And then beginning on January the 5th, they'll be bringing you uh, weekly basketball coverage right here on betonthebull.com, 960 AM. Uh, so uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you to every one of those sponsors. I am in this holiday season. We talked about it back at Thanksgiving and here right now. I am just so thankful to have every one of those sponsors. We do truly, truly appreciate <laughs> All right, uh, he tells me, uh, Mr. Clemens said on uh, December 28th, he will be 69 years old. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Clemens, 69th birthday. Like I said, we're doing a Tuesday show, uh, and we'll bring, I, I, we're not doing a birthday game on uh, on Tuesday, but you know what? I will definitely remember to uh, to uh, bring that up. Wish you happy birthday, too, on Tuesday's wedding show there. Uh, that's right, Keith Spence. He is 69 years old on Tuesday. Happy birthday, Mr. Clemens. He said, I lose. No, I don't lose. I mean, I just I, I did go a little bit high, though. I do feel a bit, little bit guilty about that. 
So, uh, happy birthday, Mr. Clemens. Okay. Hey, let's get you caught up on everything before we get uh, Paul up here on the line with us. Uh, LCC men's basketball team, uh, they are 10-3. and three. They are in their Christmas break. They return to action on Thursday, January the 11th versus Wake Tech, and we hope to be there for that game. Uh, ECU men's basketball, their next game is Friday, December 29th at home versus East Tennessee State University, and they are 7-4. and four. How about the ECU women's basketball team? They won a... a afternoon matinee yesterday and it was their fifth straight win uh, they beat charleston southern yesterday 75 to 46 and you know what their next game is uh it's actually going to be on saturday december the 30th when they take on number one south carolina that game will be on espn2 uh, a good ch- a good chance for ecu to uh, come up with an upset on that day uh, hurricanes, they lost last night, two to one in a shootout in Pittsburgh. I actually got to watch that shootout and very disappointing, but Hey, we'll get caught up on all hurricane stuff with uh, Paul here in just a few minutes. So, uh, I, I, several ACC games last night, none really of local interest since, uh, they were all, uh, uh, you know, teams not here in, in North Carolina or in the triangle since they all played their games on Wednesday. Hey, uh, high school basketball, uh, last night, nobody played except for Jones senior. Uh, the boys and girls both won last night. They're playing in a little round Robin tournament. Uh, they beat, uh, the boys beat Jacksonville Christian Academy last night, 71 to 31. And they play Beargrass Charter today at 3 p.m. The girls, the Jones senior girls won yesterday, 39 to 33 against Hobgood charter and according to max preps i don't know how much you can trust this or not but according to max preps they play the same team today a uh, hobgood charter again at 4 30 and after that they'll be off until tuesday january the 9th when they're home versus lejeune when they open up coastal plains 1a 2a action uh let's just uh, tell you about all the other high school basketball teams real quick here the Ken- kenston boys are seven and two they're one and zero in conference the girls are five and four they are zero and one and i've had several people ask me this they were uh, kind of surprised that uh, Kenson's not playing in a holiday tournament. And and it's other than the pandemic year back in 2020, I don't remember the last time Kenson didn't play one. Now, watch, I say all that, and they probably didn't play in one last year, too. But I'm almost positive they did. Of course, for many years uh, since I've been here in eastern North Carolina, they played in the John Wall Holiday Invitational, which was what the uh, Glaxo Smith Klein for a while. It was the. Uh, the high school OT uh, holiday invitational has been the John Wall, though, now for, what, six or seven years now, I guess. Uh, but they're not playing in that, and they're not playing in any holiday invitational. And the girls aren't either, so uh, kind of a surprise there. Their first game back from the holiday break will be on Wednesday, January the 3rd at home versus Northern Nash. I will be on my honeymoon for that. Uh, so, obviously, I will not be able to uh, do the PA for that game, but let me tell you something. You got a good one. Scott Whittington will be doing the PA for uh, Kenson High School that night on Wednesday, January the 3rd. So I know he's uh, getting his vocal cords all warmed up for that too. So uh, there you go. Uh, That catches you up with Kenson. North Lenore, they uh, had a couple of big, uh, or they had one big win, uh, one big loss. The boys won, the girls lost Wednesday night. Uh, Now they play in a holiday tournament next week. The boys do, uh, but both teams return to conference play on Friday, January the 5th versus Southwest Onslow in Wheat Swamp. And guess what? That will be the – you heard me uh, kind of tease it a little bit earlier. That will be the first game of uh, our basketball coverage for 2024. You'll get to hear our good friends Barry Stallings and Harlan Neal and Jason Bryant call that game. <coughs> Excuse me. Right here on 960 AM and betonthebull.com uh, that night. Uh, and, again, I'll be on my honeymoon. But guess what? Like I said yesterday when I had Jason here in the studio, I'm getting the internet package on the boat, on our cruise, on our honeymoon cruise, just so I can listen to that game. Sorry, Linda, I'm going to be listening to uh, North and Oregon, Southwest Onslow on Friday, uh, January 5th. But I know she doesn't mind, but uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so North and North off until a holiday tournament next week, and then they'll be back uh, at uh, in Wheat Swamp on uh, Friday, January 5th. South Lenore, their boys are 2-7, and seven, their girls are 4-6. and six. Now, the boys take on Lakewood December the 28th, so that is uh, a week from last night on Thursday. And then both teams will return to EC2A action on Friday, January the 5th, at Wallace Rose Hill. Parrot Academy's boys are 3-4. and four. The girls are 0-7. They are bo- both off until Wednesday, January the 3rd, when they travel to Beargrass Charter up in Williamston. 
Uh, Bethel Christian Academy, the boys are 3-8. and eight, The girls are 2-5. and five. Both those teams are off until Friday, January the 5th, when the Trojans host Living Water Christian out of Richlands. Uh, Green Central, the boys are 3-5 and five overall. The girls are 1-7. and seven. Now, the girls play in a round-robin tourney next week, but the boys are off until after the new year when they'll host Southwest Edgecombe and EP2A play. That'll be on Wednesday, January the 3rd. Aiden Grifton, uh, their boys are 7-2. and two. The girls are 2-7. and seven. Uh, The boys play in a Christmas tourney next week, and the girls will take on Green Central in another round-robin tourney beginning next week. And we told you about Jones Sr. Okay, let me tell you, uh, hometown heroes, uh, what happened last night. We did have one. Brandon Ingram and the uh, New Orleans Pelicans. Uh, well, in fact, we had a couple of games from our hometown heroes last night. But first was Brandon Ingram and the New Orleans Pelicans. They improved to 17-12 and 12 overall. They won at Cleveland last night. 123 to 104. B.I. had 17 points, seven rebounds, six assists, and 28 minutes. And then they hit their next game. They're home versus Reggie in Houston Saturday at 7. Now, Reggie Bullock Jr. and the Houston Rockets, they did not play last night, but they do play tonight at home versus Dallas. And then they turn around and travel to New Orleans and take on Brandon and the Pelicans Saturday night. Man, I really hope uh, Reggie gets in that game. It would be awesome to see Reggie and Brandon match up in that game. Uh, last night, Damian Dunn and the fourth-ranked uh, Houston Cougars. They are now 12-0 and after a very easy 72-37 to win last night against Texas State at home. Damian came off the bench. He had six points, three rebounds, and two steals in 22 minutes of action. Their next game is Saturday, December 30th versus Penn uh, at home. Adontria Styles in Georgetown, they are at number seven Marquette today. That game is on FS1, uh, and that game is at 7 o'clock tonight. So uh, get your DVR set for that or uh, go ahead and watch that tonight too. Uh, how about Jerry Steikhouse and Vanderbilt? They're going to be on WNCT CBS 9 tomorrow at 4 on Saturday. Uh, now, the Commodore's struggling a little bit. They're 4-7. and seven. But, uh, again, they'll be at Memphis tomorrow uh, and try to turn their fortunes around in that game. Uh, former North North star Ashanti Lynch of Maryland Eastern Shore, they're 6-6 six and six overall. They're at Buffalo. Their next game is not until Saturday, December the 30th. Uh, Dante Ellis and Pitt Community College, they are 2-10 and 10 overall. Their next game is Saturday, January the 6th at Patrick and Henry Community College in Virginia. Uh, Jalen Cobb and Wake Tech, they're 7-6 and six overall. Uh, bu- 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 and then of course Isaac Parsons, Jeremy Dixon, Amaji Dodd, nine and three right now. They are home versus Elizabeth City State on Thursday, January the fourth. And don't forget, in our second hour today, we will have IP. Uh, we're scheduled to have IP, uh, uh, Jeremy Dixon and Isaiah Parson uh, joining us uh, on our uh, Spence Automotive, or not joining us on our Spence Automotive guest line. They're going to be live here in our plush, well lit studio here on uh, Whitehall Drive, so very excited about that. But you know what? Let me tell you what else I'm excited about. I've got a cowboy hat-wearing man join me right now on our Spence Automotive guest line. By God, it's Paul Whittington. He's our regular Friday guest. He's our Carolina Hurricanes, our NHL, our PBR. He's our new father. He's our Baltimore Ravens fan. Well, what have I left out here, dude? You know what I love about this show? What do you love about this show? I never know. When my phone rings, what the heck I'm walking into? <laughs> it is true. a surprise every time. I'm sorry. I thought you were going to go longer, so I was taking a sip of water there. <laughs> <laughs> it is a surprise every single time. I love it. Hey, by the way, did you know Greg Clemens will be 69 on, uh, let's see, on the 28th? That is Thursday. So. Uh, this nice. coming Thursday, uh, Mr. Clemens, hey, tell Mr. Clemens happy birthday there, Paul Whittington. Happy purple and gold birthday, Mr. Clemens. Oh my God. I, okay. Well, I will be anxiously awaiting his, uh, response to that because, uh, <laughs> <laughs> as we both know him being the uh, big Wolfie on the show here, uh, I, I can imagine it's probably not going to be too kind of a response. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Well, listen, we that's had, okay. Well, we had you on last week. Uh, was it, mm-hmm. dude? These weeks are just. Well, we have you on every Friday, but these weeks are all running together. Was it last week you were telling us about the uh, the Vegas shooter? Was it two weeks ago? Uh, it was two or three weeks ago. 
Good Lord. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I it just these weeks ran together. And you did another spot last night. And I got it. Let me tell you something. I am so mad at myself. I'm going to let you set it up and tell us all about it. So you and I, did we talk or did we message? I guess we talked on the phone. We talked. Yeah. Yeah, we talked on the phone. And then your mom comes in. I get another couple of messages. I had a PIO thing that I had to do. I totally forgot to set the DVR, man. I'm sitting at dinner <laughs> at King's Restaurant eating Brenner with your mama last night. And then it hit me. I was like, and I smacked myself on the floor and I was like, my God, I was supposed to go to channel 307 on direct TV and take this <laughs> thing. And I, dude, I totally forgot. So tell us about last night, dude. That's okay. They're, they're sending me a link to it. Um, but yeah, there was, there was new body cam footage released of the shooting and, uh, the, it was news nation that, uh, during their primetime slot last night, they wanted to talk about it. And, and they called me really wanting my, my story. So went on last night and talked to, uh, talked to, I'm sorry, the, the anchor's name is escaping at the moment, but Elizabeth Vargas, that's right. Talked to her about, uh, the kind of, kind of professor that he was and what my experience was, uh, with him at East Carolina. I tell you this, I'll tell you this. I thought this was funny. She never said Eastern Carolina. I Good just want to go her. ahead and get that out of the way. I want to go ahead and get that out of the way. But, uh-oh. And, and at the top of at the top of my appearance, she did say East Carolina University. Uh, but then it, toward the end of the interview, she actually she actually threw one at me I've never heard before, Brian. Oh no, East Carolina State. <laughs> I have never heard that either. Now I've heard people say East Carolina University in Greenville, South Carolina before. Mm-hmm. I've heard that several yep. times. I've never heard. He, did you <laughs> did you correct her? No, no. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh oh. She uh she was doing a really good job at, at handling me and, and keeping my answers short and stuff like that. Uh I think she was running a bit behind in, in her in her broadcast. But uh nevertheless, East Carolina State. That was the first time I'd heard that one. And I was really glad she didn't say Eastern Carolina State. Oh my that would have been a hey, Eastern Carolina State in Greenville, South Carolina. <laughs> oh man that would have been a bad one i'd have probably hung up <laughs> that would have been the triple whammy right there if that would have happened for sure was it uh audio only or were you on screen with her or how did that work yeah i was on screen with her okay. um so i i zoomed in they actually had the uh the broadcast playing and um then pulled pulled me up when it was my time oh dude okay well uh paul whittington uh media darling paul whittington <laughs> <laughs> joining us here this morning why did i think that was last week dude that just shows you how these weeks just run together i kind of had a feeling it wasn't last week but i guess it was a couple of weeks ago now that i think about it yeah yeah it's been been a little while ago well uh, i i'm glad that you took time out of your busy media schedule to join us this morning i did like the the gift that you sent or the gif that you sent me this one is it gift or gif i know yes gif gif i have this discussion at work almost every day <laughs> yeah gif is a peanut butter all right, the the G in it for anybody out there listening that thinks it's GIF, like yeah, sure the creator said it's GIF, but okay, that's not how the English alphabet works because the G stands for graphic. Okay. Guh. 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 GIF. Okay. GIF. Okay. Yeah. We are solving all the Woo. problems of the world this morning. I like this, dude. I got to admit, had uh, like I said, went to dinner with your mom last night, got home. Uh, mm-hmm. Watch some uh, Thursday night football, and then but up on the top right uh, TV last night we had the uh, Hurricanes game. Got to admit, I, I, every time I looked at it, it was one to one, one to one, one to one, and then I looked up at the exact right time for the shootout. Uh, we get a point last night with the shootout loss, but a two to one loss versus or at Pittsburgh last night, and uh, I I mean I mean I guess that's a it's a positive that they got a point last night, but dude, I, your hurricanes, my hurricanes are starting to stress me out a little bit, dude. Yeah. They, they had a really good game against Vegas the other night, Vegas, the number one team in the NHL right now had just an outstanding play, played an outstanding uh, 59 minutes against them before they let in two goals there in the final minute of the game. But you know what, when you have a six to one lead, you can afford to take a breath in the final minute of the game. Uh, But Last night, I I did think the Canes played decent. Uh, you know they they were in the game pretty much the whole time. Uh, had had some opportunities there in the overtime period. Uh, I thought there were some some really really questionable calls there at the end of the game, especially the one 
they kind of ended the overtime for the Canes when uh, they were called for a, uh, a penalty there in the final minute and a half of, uh, of the overtime period. But, you know, Brian, Alex Nedeljkovich was in net last night. And, you know, he is a former Carolina Hurricanes. He was in net for the Pittsburgh Penguins last night. And we know what kind of goalie he can be. When, when he is at his game, he can, he can hang with the best of them in the NHL. And, and he was, he was on his game last night. Credit to him. Uh, you know, I, I thought, I thought there were times where the Canes certainly outplayed Pittsburgh and, uh, they just didn't get the, they didn't get the goal because they, they, they got met with a goalie that was, was having the game of his life. And, and, you know, it seems like so often that's what the Canes run up against. Uh, they, they outplay their opponents. They outshoot their opponents. They, they have more of the grade A chances, the high danger chances and stuff, but they end up with a goalie that's just going up against a goalie that's playing the game of his life. And that's kind of what happened last night. Uh, it's, it's tough, but you managed to get a point and you look ahead to the next game. Absolutely. And on top of it too, I'm sitting here with the standings here in front of me and from in the Eastern conference from number three to number nine, we're in eighth. Let me say that, uh, separated by two points. Now there are yeah. teams that have uh, games in hand, like, uh, the Capitals and the Maple Leafs. They've only played 30, whereas we've played 33, but still, when you look at the standings and between third place and ninth place separated by two points, I mean, we are really Anybody can, uh, I mean, you go on a five game, you know, what the hurricanes have done over the previous couple of years, you have a five game, seven game, nine game kind of winning streak. You're vaulting from uh, eighth, ninth place all the way up to third or heck you could even catch, yep. uh, the Boston Bruins maybe in second place, you know? Well, and, and to go a step beyond that, uh, you look at the league standings, the, the hurricanes are currently 14th in the league with 35 points. Uh, it's only 44 points to second place. So you're less than 10 points. Well, they, they've got 38. Place. You may be looking at an old one. They've got 38 as of this morning. What I'm looking at on ESPN, am I looking at the wrong thing? I have refreshed the screen half a dozen times. Let's see. Yeah, I've got them while you're refreshing 17, 12, and 40. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. You're right. Um, I don't know. Look, I had bounced around <laughs> between screens. Six times and it had not refreshed. It has refreshed now. They got 38 points up to second place. The Vegas Golden Knights have fallen to second. Oh, it's a tie. 47 points is what's at the top of the league. So nine points is the difference between being at the midway of the league and being at the top of the league. It's this is one of the closest NHL seasons we've had in a long time. Oh yeah. Well, especially with Boston, we you, in fact it was ironic last week you were talking about just how Boston was streaking and how they had, you know, played so well. They've now dropped two in a row which absolutely positively just breaks my heart, but as Jacques Pasleg is listening right now, I'm sure and Jacques chime in if you are the New York Rangers number 1 in the Eastern Conference right now. Yeah, on a three-game win streak, 7-3 and over the last 10. Um and really good on the road. They're 10 3 0 at home, but they're 12 4 1 on the road, which is outstanding. Those, uh, the rags are playing okay. <laughs> the rags. Is that what hockey fans call the Rangers? Something like that. That's too funny. Paul Whittington on the uh, Spence Automotive guest line with us here this morning as we are talking a little Carolina Hurricanes, a little uh, NHL here, and just looking at their place right now. I mean, we're not quite halfway through. I mean, it's 82-game season, so 33 games in, we're, what, eight games away from the halfway point. But uh, what <laughs> would you – this is what I wanted to do, especially since it's going to be the last time. Well, now, you are going to join us for a few minutes on the wedding show on Tuesday, though, right? But we won't be talking sports that much. Sure. Good, 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 good. Uh, but uh, you know what? Eight games from halfway point, but really the last time we'll get to talk to you in this context until – uh, Friday, January the 12th. How about that, dude? That'll be the last time. Oh, wow. Yeah. We're, yeah. uh, what two weeks, three weeks until we uh, talk to you again, I guess. Anyway, uh, I wanted to kind of, you give a, 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 a report card on the Carolina hurricanes. I mean, offense, defense, special teams, coaching, give grades on all that. And then your overall grade. So Mr. Whittington, you are, uh, you are, uh, the, the floor is yours. Grade this Carolina Hurricanes team to this point. Mm, it's, uh, it's not going to be a pleasant report card. I think when you look at the offense, 
you know, this is a team that they are plus two in, in goal differential with, with a lot of scoring talent on this team. Uh, you know, it's, it's maybe a, a B minus. Okay. I think at this point. Offense B um, and, and, and why is that? Given given them the, the benefit of a B of a B minus instead of a C plus because of the positive goal differential. I think if it's a negative goal differential at this point, then then you're maybe talking about a, a C plus. But we'll go with the B minus uh, because the defense is getting the C minus. Uh, it's it's been a tough go for the defense. Uh, they are not have not played well. Uh, especially in front of uh, the the goaltenders, they've they've allowed a lot of breakaways. They've um, been behind the puck at at critical times, and and they've let just teams slice them up this year. And and they've kind of relied on Jacob Jacob Slavin, and they put the put the defense on his shoulders. There's a lot of work to do on the defensive front. Uh, so what did I say? C C minus. You said C minus. Yeah. Well, yeah. and, and I'll, uh, I'll, well, let me say this. I'll amplify your point there, too, dude, while you're thinking about the special teams grade. That, uh, what, they've given up 105 goals, and there are only, what, five other teams or four other teams in the Eastern Conference mm-hmm. that have given up more. And, uh, what, uh, Tampa Bay has given up 119, which is insane. Columbus has given up 124. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres, 117. And all these teams are behind the Hurricanes in the standings, so – 105 goals, that's a lot of goals to give up in 33 games. It's a, it's a lot of goals, no doubt about it, uh, which brings us to the goaltending. Uh, it's a D. It's Ooh, just a flat-out D. D. Wow. Um, they they do play well at home. This team is 9-2-3 and three at home. They're 8-10-1 and one on the road. Uh, it's it's not been a great season for goaltending. Uh, you haven't gotten what you what you wanted. Uh, you're basically playing with with two backups right now, and and kind of relying on Pyotr Kachekov to be the everyday goaltender until Freddie Anderson comes back. You've had to waive Antti Ranta and send him back down to to the American Hockey League, and you got to think that the Canes are, are trying to work up a trade to bring in a goaltender because you just don't know what's going to happen with Freddie Anderson. Uh, he got the clearance earlier this week to start skating again. So. If you put a timeline on it, you start to think, okay, he's about a month out. Um, but but there's a lot of games that are going to happen over the next month where, where the games are going to need uh, a, a good performance from their goaltending tandem. So we'll give that a D. It's not been great. Uh, you, 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 tell, teams, you, you, you are grade tough here, uh, Mr. Whittington. <laughs> Excuse me. I told you it wasn't going to be a pleasant report card. Yeah. Um, uh, the special teams. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put them at a D. And we'll, we'll, we'll circle back to them. Let's let's go to the coaching staff. I think. Um, I think the coaching staff has actually done decent with the team that they've had. Now, this is supposed to be one of those. <clears throat> excuse me. One of those. Um. One of the best and most talented teams that Rod Brendamore's had, and yet this is the the worst performing team. That, that Rob Brendamore currently has. But uh, nevertheless, I think I think this team is going to be okay. I think Rod Brendamore is really going to prove what kind of coach he is in 2024 and, and get these teams back to where we expect them to be. Uh, whether or not that's a, a win in the Metro is yet to be determined, but, but I think they'll be a top three team in the Metro by the end of the season. And come April, We'll be we'll be asking ourselves, Brian, what were we so stressed about in December? This yeah. team was fine. Yeah. Um, let, let's go back to special teams for a moment. This team, if I can find them on this chart, there's so many names have given up 19 power play goals in 33 games. Power play go- in 33 games. Yeah. That's uh, power play goals against. They have scored. Where are they at? There's so many names on here. They have scored 26 power play goals. So that's actually ninth. The the power play goals are they're actually ninth in the NHL. When you look at power play goals against, uh, they're 20th in the NHL. Um, the Montreal Canadiens are first with with 31. 31 power play goals against. Where, where things start to get a little interesting, uh, the Carolina Hurricanes have scored 
six shorthanded goals, uh, which ranks them sixth in the NHL. They have given up seven, seven shorthanded goals, Lord. which is top of the NHL. There's no consistency with this power play unit uh, or with a special teams unit. So I give them a D because they, they have not been great on the kill. There are flashes when they're, when they're really, really good on the, on the power play, but uh, it's not been consistent because one day they're scoring power play goals and then you go six games and you don't, you don't even come close to scoring a power play goal. So, so we'll give them a D. Okay. Well then that leads to the overall grade for the Carolina Hurricanes, who sit here right now on Friday, December the 22nd, the year of the Lord, 2023, with a 17-12-4, uh, 38 points, 8th in the Eastern Conference right now. If the playoffs began today, they would take on uh, the New York Rangers in the first round. Uh, a matchup that our good friend Jacques Pasolek would absolutely love because he'd get to go up to Raleigh to go see his uh, Rangers play in the playoffs. But, Paul Whittington, what is that overall grade you give to Carolina Hurricanes right now? We'll give him a C. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll give him a C. I feel pretty comfortable with that. And what's interesting about about all of this, uh, there is a there is a website that basically produces daily updates to its uh, its playoff odds. And the Carolina Hurricanes right now have a ninety point seven percent chance of making the playoffs, which is not the most in the NHL. But you start slicing it down. They have a 9.8% chance of winning Lord Stanley's Cup, which is top of the NHL. Even now, so they're still, even now, they're they're still they're still being looked at as the favorite. And this is something that uh, you know it was updated this morning at 6:48 a.m. Eastern Time, and and they still are the odds-on favorite to to win the Stanley Cup according to MoneyPuck.com. So. Huh. Uh, I, they're certainly not out of it. And like I said, you know, this, uh, this team has had a grueling schedule in the first half of the season. Uh, they've played a lot of games on the road. They have a lot of, uh, of home games coming up in 2024. So a chance to do a little bit of home cooking and, and put yourself right back where you need to be. Well, uh, that makes me feel pretty good. I wonder, you know, with us being on the VSEN network and again, that voice you listen to Paul Whittington this morning, our, uh, NHL, our Carolina hurricanes expert here on the Brian Hanks show every Friday with us being on VSEN, I wonder, you know, the Vegas sports and information network, I, I, those numbers have to be down with them being, you know, where they are eighth place and all that. I bet you could get a lot better odds of them winning the Stanley cup now than you would have at the beginning of the season when they were the odds on favorite. I mean, I bet 9.8% eh, chance. What would that be probably in the what? eight to one, seven to one range, probably that we could, you know, you put 10 jelly beans down, you get back 70 if they win it. Yeah. Something around there. Uh, if, if you look at FanDuel, their, their sports book currently has the, the avalanche is the, is the favorite at plus 750. Okay. Uh, Carolina is six in the NHL at plus 1100. And that's actually a four, five way tie for third. Ooh, plus so 1100. Dude, Dallas, no, no, no. Toronto. I love that. No, no, no. I'm interrupting you because plus 1100, that means you put 10 jelly beans down. You get 110 jelly beans back uh, for that bet, dude. It was not that low in the preseason for sure. No, no, it was, it was not. And I don't know what just happened in the NHL, but the Winnipeg Jets odds just changed. And there's no games happening at the moment, but that's okay. <laughs> um, uh, Dallas, Toronto, Boston, Carolina, New York Rangers, all sitting at plus 1100. Wow. Uh, we need to make a trip to Vegas, dude. Well, just give it till January 1st and you don't have to go anywhere. <laughs> okay. I like it. That's true. That's true. Now, you know what? And I need to get Jim Perry up here on the line or Chris Humphrey on the line with us, probably in the new year. When we get back and we start doing our first shows of the new year, and uh, find out, are we going to be able to, are, because somebody was telling me, and I don't know how accurate this is, Paul, but that sports betting is going to be limited. Just, it's not going to be a full sports book experience. Have you heard anything about that? That it was going to be a, uh, just a, you, uh, it was only going to be like parlay bets that it was going to be, uh, just betting on individual games that you wouldn't be able to bet on futures and that kind of stuff. Have you heard anything about that? Oh, I, I have not, uh. 
if if that were the case, if it was limited like that, and you're talking about this is across the state, yeah, like yeah. this is the, well, that's what's happening. I, I have not heard anything. It's to me, it's it's either you make it legal or you don't. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's what that's what I was under the assumption of, and I, I don't know that we would like right here in Raleigh be spending all this kind of money uh, on building a sports book at Backyard Bistro if if it was so limited like that. I agree wholeheartedly I with you, dude. But I'm just saying, who was it? It wasn't Jason. Who was? Dude, I'm so old and my memory is just out. I, but, again, that's why we need to get uh, Chris Humphrey or uh, Jim Perry up here because both of them have been at the forefront of uh, of helping this effort of uh, sports betting coming to North Carolina as far as I know. And it would be, like I said, it would be really good to get them in here and uh, find that out. You know what? That's on my list. I've just typed it in here on my guest list. That's We need them in here that first week of uh, – or well, I won't be back until January the 9th, but that second week of January when I get back to uh, – uh, to give us some clarification on that, don't you think? Absolutely, we need it. Hurry up! <laughs> no, man, I don't want to hurry, man. We we've been it. we've been saving we've been saving our jelly beans so we could bet them all away on January first. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I mean, by the time by the time they're able to come on the show, we'll have been able to place bets. And what we need to let people know is, I mean, it's not like there's going to be a casino popping up on every corner, every corner or anything like that. That's not going to be the case. But the neat thing is, if you have a smartphone, and in 2023, and heck, we're minutes away from 2024, if you don't have a smartphone in uh, in this day and age, I don't know what to tell you. But uh, if you, <laughs> ha- but you'll be able to bet on your smartphone with uh, FanDuel and DraftKings and all that kind of stuff because they geocache you now to, you know, to see where you're betting from. I mean, you can try to bet somewhere, but you have to give them your location. But anywhere in North Carolina, you'll be able to bet on these FanDuel and DraftKings. And who am I forgetting? There's got to be other. Uh, and, in fact, uh, check this out. You're going to like this, dude. This this article right here lists Bet365, ESPN Bet, Fanatics, FanDuel. Oh. I'm sure DraftKings is part of that also. Um, but – this says, or this article says eligible NC sports books, Bet365, ESPN Bet, Fanatics, Vandal, other possible NC sports books, BetMGM, Better, Bet Rivers, Betway, Caesars, DraftKings, Hard Rock, Tipico. Can I tell you something? Yeah, a little, a little, Tico. a little sneak thing here. Uh, we're negotiating right now, and I thank you to Jason Bryant for this, but <clears throat> he's working out a deal for uh, uh, for yours truly to uh, have a. Uh, I guess he's been contacted by uh, one of these sports books. I don't even remember which one, and that's a good thing we're just naming them all, so maybe we'll include them. That uh, <laughs> your boy Brian's going to be doing, uh, going to be compensated by one of them to uh, bet on their uh, uh, on their platform, dude. How about that? Nice. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm Fun. pretty excited about that. Yeah, he called me a week or so ago about it and asked when I'd be interested in doing that for some jelly beans, and I said, yeah. Daddy loves jelly beans. <laughs> Actually, I believe you know I what said, else you can bet on. What's that? The winner of the Daytona 500, which will happen 58 days from today. 58, dude. I can't even wrap my mind around that, dude. That's ew, eight. What? Eight weeks and two days from now, dude. How about that math? Yeah, it's coming up quick. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna do the Rolex 24. At Daytona, January 25th through 28th in the, the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Series. Sometime between, sometime right, right before that. And this is, this is cool. You're going to love this. We're going to have NASCAR day at the Carolina Hurricanes. And that's the day that I have consistently kind of, kind of thought of as what kind of starts the, the process of getting back in the race car. Uh, there's going to be a Seth Jarvis NASCAR bobblehead. <laughs> that night at the Carolina Hurricanes game, and it looks really cool. What's the date really of that? Because cool. I think Jacques and I would definitely like to make it up there for that. Maybe even get Mike Martin to go with us. What date is that? Yeah, let's see. Um, I have to look it up real quick. No, but, go, ahead, go uh, ahead. After after that, it's um the the sports car weather tech series, and then for the Rolex Twenty Four at Daytona, and then you know we we're getting ready to start the NFL playoffs, and when you break it down, you have your wild card weekend your divisional weekend, your conference championship weekend, and then the Super Bowl. After the conference championships, we're going to run the Clash of the Coliseum, then the Super Bowl, then the Daytona 500. 
And after NASCAR Day with with the Carolina Hurricanes, that's where things really start to get interesting because you start seeing more drivers back in the race car at these racetracks doing doing all these different things. Uh, Sunday, January 21st, 5 p.m. against the Minnesota Wild will be NASCAR Day with the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, dude, I'm putting it in my phone right now. We, uh, Linda, if you're listening, we're going to we're going to go to the Minnesota Wild game. That will be all. Because so you, you, know, you know me, dude. I don't know if you've noticed or not when you visited my plush, well lit, well protected studio. I like a bobblehead. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and I just sent you a picture of what the bobblehead looks like. Um, oh. But this is this is one of those Brian where you don't get a bobblehead just for walking in. You have to. You have to buy their ticket package to get the bobblehead. What? So it's, I mean, basically you buy a ticket from the Hurricanes, you buy the Bible bobblehead, or or you go through me and you just tell me, hey, buy me a bobblehead because <laughs> I can buy them in my, in my Kings fan account. How much are they extra? I've got to ask. I don't know. I haven't looked yet. I think they're like... Twenty twenty five dollars something like that. Uh, that's not bad. I would I would pay for that. That that sounds cool. But I heck, I need to get. I've only been to one game this year. I got to get back up there for a game. That was that one that uh, yeah, Jacques and I went to. So uh, yeah, I got to get back up there. And besides, I don't know when the Rangers come in. I think it's sometime in March, but uh, hey, uh March twelfth, Tuesday, March the twelfth. But go ahead and count on it. We'll be there for that game too. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll be here. I know you will. I know you will. Okay, uh, get, uh, give us some NASCAR. Are we done with the NHL and Carolina Hurricanes? We've done the report card. We've called everybody up to date. Upcoming games, they play the Islanders uh, this Saturday, uh, so tomorrow. Uh, how big of a game is that for uh, this uh, Hurricanes team? Well, it's huge. It's a, uh, it's a Metro Division matchup, so it's, uh, it's a big game. It's uh, kind of one that it's, it's going to be the last Canes game prior to uh, the the Christmas holiday. So prior to that four day Christmas break that that they take, so it's uh, it's important to go into into that winter break on on a positive note with momentum heading into to 2024. So it's uh, that'll be a big game. Two points is is kind of kind of what you got to have, not what you need to have. There you go. Okay, uh, NASCAR. Uh, any silly season talk since we talked last week? None at all. Wow. It has. This has been definitely one of the most quieter off seasons in in recent memory. But, and I guess that's because we got so much of it done during the season. Uh, but there, there really hasn't been anything, anything. So that's. I, I, I think once we get into twenty twenty four, we'll start getting some sponsorship kind of kind of updates. That's chronologically what should happen next. We kind of know where drivers are going. Like. We talked uh, last week about Noah Gregson going to Stuart Haas Racing. Um, sponsorship to be determined over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like Black Rifle Coffee and Bass Pro Shops have been longtime partners of his, so we'll see if they follow. Um, but that's really about it. We're just at this point waiting for sponsorship updates and getting a preview of what some, some paint schemes might look like. Well, and that's one we of the know things what most that, of them are going to look like. Well, that's what I was going to say, and that's one of the things you said last week or sometime in the past couple of weeks that, you know, yeah, it has slow. And you know what? It should slow down a little bit. I mean, you can't have mm-hmm. – I mean, it's not like NASCAR is the NBA or the NFL where it basically goes year-round with, you know, all their silly season stuff they do. These guys, they need to take some time off and, you know, and not be involved in every single rumor and every single thing going on. And, hey, after the first year, let everything fire back up, right? Yeah, um, I mean that's that's a fair point. Um, it they need to get away. They only got one off week during during the season, uh, which was what Mother's Day, I think it was. They they got the off week, or was it Father's Day? That was Father's Day. No, don't you remember a week? Yeah, that's about right. That that's day. right. Yeah. Of all yeah. the times you should take Mother's Day <laughs> off, like they used to, why are you taking Father's Day off when hey, dads would like to be at a track or watching their favorite race? You know? Yeah, yeah. That. We did talk about that. That's, that's right. Uh, and this year we'll have the two week off off season or the two weeks off for the Olympics. Um, but yeah, they, they don't get much time away. And, and most of these drivers don't take really any time off. Most of them, as soon as the season ends, they're, they're at another racetrack getting ready to run like the chili bowl or the snowball derby or, or something like that. Some of these iconic uh, races that happen around the country. So most of them stay pretty busy 
Uh, except for Alex Bowman, he did come out recently and, and tell everybody that he will not be in a wing sprint car anytime soon. Uh, the wing sprint car injury that he had earlier this year uh, was what kind of took him out of the seat for a while and, and gave Josh Berry his shot. So uh, we, we don't expect to see Alex Bowman in anything but a NASCAR Cup Series car, uh, at least for the rec- for the near future. Well, I got, I got to say, and I guess I'm kind of doing this halfway tongue-in-cheek here, but uh, do you think uh, Chase Elliott will stay away from the ski slopes this off season? <laughs> I doubt it. Okay. I, I really, I really doubt it. Um, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't post a lot to social media, as most of these, most of these drivers don't. Unless your name is Denny Hamlin, most of these drivers don't post a lot on social media during the off season because they just take a break and they just get away from it. I, I would not be surprised to learn that he's out there snowboarding. Uh, you know, one, one of the things that that he's talked about was snowboarding is actually one of his driving aids uh it, it helps with with reflexes and and control and things like that and so i i would be surprised to learn that he was not out there doing some of that i'm sure he's dialed it back just a little bit but <laughs> how is that but i would be re- i would be very surprised if he gave it all up well but how is that not written into his contract or any i mean dude nba players i can tell you reggie bullock jr brandon ingram they have it written into their contracts they can't. There are certain things they can't do. They can't ride a motorcycle. They can. Uh, there, there are just several things that I mean. They have it explicitly written into their uh, contracts. How does he not have something like that in his contract, especially after what he did to uh, Hendrick Motorsports last year? NBA money is a lot different from uh, NASCAR money. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, you, you don't want LeBron James out there on on the slopes because. When when LeBron James can't can't play because because he hurt his leg in a snowboarding accident, I mean that has a drastic impact on viewers. That has a drastic impact on uh, on ticket sales. Um, I mean if it's LeBron James bobblehead night and he can't play, you're going to be stuck with a lot of bobbleheads probably at the end of that game and trying to figure out how to give them away again. Yeah. Uh, like there, I mean NBA money is just different from NASCAR money. With NASCAR money, or excuse me, with NASCAR fans, like, yeah, there's a lot of fans that, that show up to the track and Chase Elliott here, but they're not there just to see Chase Elliott. Uh, sure, there's maybe a few. You maybe lose a few, but a lot of these people, they're, they're fans of, of Chevrolet. They're fans of Hendrick Motorsports. They're fans of a different driver. There's a lot of Chase Elliott fans out there that are fans of Ryan Blaney. Uh, so you're still going to get these folks up to the, to the racetrack, and the people that are going to watch uh, you know, if, if LeBron James is out and he's not playing, you might go watch another NBA game. You're not just going to go watch another NASCAR race. There's only one NASCAR race on, so the viewership is going to be what it is, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So for that reason, it, it would be silly. It would be tough to sign these guys to long-term contracts if you didn't let them live their life, especially when the season is 10, 10 out of 11 months. Wow. 10 out of 12 months. No, 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 you're right. You're right. It just, and that's a good way to look at it. Uh, you know, I try to equate, you know, NASCAR and I try to dude, especially since you, you've reignited my passion for it and everything, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, NASCAR to the NBA and the NHL and all that, but really, I guess you sort of, when you're thinking about NASCAR, you really need to think about them in terms of like the PGA, you know I mean? Where everybody comes yeah. in and they play the same event or even, uh, maybe to a lesser degree, even like professional tennis. I mean, would that be a good comparison? What, who would you compare them to? Comparing NASCAR athletes to, to well, other they, athletes? Just, no, well, no, not just athletes and what they do, but I'm talking about like uh, uh-huh. financial structure and, you know, all that kind yeah. of thing. Because it still it shocked me to know when you educated me on this last year. I remember back in the days, you know, dude, when I ran a sports section and after every race you would have uh, – you know, one through 42 where they finished or whatever. And then, or one through 43 mm-hmm. at that time. And then like if, uh, Bill Elliott won, he led, uh, you know, 102 laps and he made, uh, $115,000 for this race. They don't do yeah. that in agate anymore or, or in stats. They do not even include what they make anymore and, no. and tell people about that because that's still, I, who was I telling that the other day? Maybe it was Mike Martin or somebody. And, uh, they couldn't believe it either, but it's true. You look at the yeah. statistics, they do not include how much 
drivers get for winning a race anymore or even finishing 17th in a race. Yeah, not much I can add to that. Um, they, they stopped, I think it was 2014, somewhere around there, they stopped uh, telling telling folks what the purse was. Uh, so no no way of knowing really if it went up or, or if it went down or, or what the case was. Um, if I had to compare a NASCAR athlete to, to another athlete, I think the PGA is maybe a, uh, a good place to start. Um, I, you'll, you'll roll your eyes at this one, but it's very true. Professional bull riders or professional rodeo athletes. It's, it's some I think that is maybe a better comparison because these, these rodeo athletes, they, they show up on the weekend, they, they do their event, they go back home and they, they live their life and then they come back and, and they're right back, they're right back at it doing the same thing. With and they, they do some training during the week and stuff like that, but with with golfers you're you're always on a golf course. You're you, you play you play a big tournament Thursday through Sunday and then and then you're you're back to practicing Monday Monday through through Wednesday. I mean it's a that's a that's a grueling schedule. But with, with rodeo athletes, like in the PBR specifically, there is a PBR team, they're monster energy team. They're they are the the riders that are sponsored that are part of the monster energy team like like Hendrick Motorsports but these particular riders might be sponsored differently on an individual level so they're they're riding for certain sponsors but they're riding also for one team um so I think that model and and then you get paid based on where you finish uh, over the over the course of the weekend that that model to me is more similar to NASCAR than really sports okay well, very good. Can you hang with us another minute or two in the second hour, or do you need to go? No, I, I got time. Okay, very good, very good. Well, I just want to make sure. I mean, you're, dude, your time is fabulous. You are a media <laughs> darling, remember? <laughs> I guess. Hey, there you go. Hey, I did want to talk a little bit uh, NFL with you, something you and I sure. have really not done all season long. I uh, just want to get your uh, your thoughts on where they are or where the NFL is right now. I mean, your Baltimore Ravens right now, if the play, as we are fond of saying, if the playoffs started today, your Ravens would be the number one seed coming out of the AFC. How do you feel about them? How do you feel about uh, the AFC versus NFC right now? Who, where, where do your Ravens, of course, are number one in the AFC. Where do they rank as compared, say, like even to the San Francisco 49ers or Dallas or Detroit or somebody like that? Just want to get your feelings on the NFL at this point. Uh... Where where do you want to start? We'll start, start with, with the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll start with the Ravens. The question you asked: uh, Do I like them being the number one seed in the AFC? <laughs> uh, the answer to that's very simple. Nope, don't like it. Don't like it one bit. Um, I don't like the idea of of the Ravens getting a bye week in the playoffs because I saw what that did to them in 2019. Uh, they came back and just got absolutely destroyed by by the Tennessee Titans. I made a trip up to Baltimore to watch that happen. Uh. It was not pleasant, Brian. Uh, so, so I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know um, how how I feel about that. You know, I think it's cool being being the number one seed in the AFC, but what does it mean? It's like the regular season championship in NASCAR. It means nothing because what do you do with it? You you get a week off, and then you and then you get to you get to maybe lose in in the divisional round. I just. I would rather play in the division round, if I'm being honest with you. Just just keep the bodies warm and fresh. Um, I I I am impressed with with the way, way the Ravens are playing. I do wish, uh, you know, it's frustrating because there's three games out there that that were losses for for my Ravens, where they had a two score lead at the start of the fourth quarter. If you close out that game, we're talking about a historic season in Baltimore, where they're 14 and 0 right now. Wow. And, and, and they're, they're realistically the only team in the NFL that could have had an undefeated record going into week 15. You just look around the league, like they're, they're the only team that could have, could have been undefeated at this point. Other, other teams had just, their losses are, were, I don't want to say significant, but like you, you're talking about three different plays that go a different way and the Ravens are 14 though. Just wow. that, that's a little bit of a bummer to me. But, Moving beyond that, um, this weekend is going to be an interesting game on Monday night. I think it's a great Monday night matchup. The number one team in the NFC taking on the number one team in the AFC. Uh, some calling it a, a preview of, of the Super Bowl. Uh, you can also call it a, a 2012 rematch. 
Um, this is it's going to be an exciting game. I don't have the highest of hopes for this game, if I'm being honest with you. Um, th- this game, we're underdogs going into it, but I just I don't feel great about it. We'll see how it plays out. I think it'll be interesting to see what the NFL does after this game because if the Ravens lose and Miami wins, and Miami should win their game this weekend. Well, they're Miami Dallas, wins, Miami Dallas uh, this week. That is true. That is true. If the Ravens if the Ravens lose and Miami wins, then all of a sudden they're tied at atop the AFC going into a head to head matchup on New Year's Eve. Yeah, and that game's at one o'clock. If that happens, <laughs> there's no way the NFL doesn't flex that game in some capacity, right? Yeah. yeah. Dude. But there's a rumor that the city of Baltimore has asked the NFL not to flex that game because of New Year's Eve festivities happening in the Inner Harbor. So they don't want to have a Ravens game at 8 o'clock at night, get out at 11.30 in the middle of all that mess down in the Inner Harbor waiting on the ball to drop. So we'll see. We'll see what they do. But I do think, I, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I thought the NFC was stronger than the AFC. Uh, with the way that the Eagles have gone down here recently, uh, the, the Cowboys seem to have taken a step back. Um, I think the 49ers are beatable, uh, although they're playing really good football right now. I think it's I think it's just them in the NFC right now. You know, the Eagles have lost three straight. Uh, after their loss to the Jets, they went on a run of five, winning five in a row, but four of them were only one-score games. Yeah. Uh, so. Well, I look at the 49ers. I, I compare the 49ers. Remember, they started out 5-0. and We're like, man. I remember Panicelli and I talking about how, hey, it's possible this could be a, the first 17-0 and team in the in the history of, uh, you know, since they went to 17 games. And then what did they do? <laughs> they lost three straight. I'm not so sure that you're not seeing something similar here, you know? Yeah, you know, you're absolutely right. Because the, uh, the Eagles didn't forget how to win football games, you know? They did not. They did not, but they certainly look like a team that has taken a step back, I think, yeah. um, from, from where maybe they should have been. Uh, but for the 49ers, I just – they're playing really – they're playing exceptionally good football. And, and as a Carolina Panthers fan, it's got to make you sick to your stomach that Christian McCaffrey is having the season that he's having and has put himself right there in the MVP conversation. I know, dude. But, yes. They, they lose to the Browns, they lose to the Vikings, they lose to the Bengals. Um, what's interesting about that and what maybe should give Ravens fans a little bit of hope, the Ravens have beat the Bengals, the Ravens have beat the Browns. They, they also lost to the Browns, but they have beaten both of those teams, and those are two teams that 49ers definitely struggled with. Uh, they lost to the Bengals 31-17. to uh, that, was, that was pretty much all Bengals in that game. So I, I think if the Ravens can slow down Christian McCaffrey, they got a really good chance because this is not a, this is not a pass heavy team. I think they, I think they're like last in the NFL. They're either 30th or 32nd in the NFL for pass yards this year. Well, there you go. Well, so, I'll tell you what, Paul, I hate to do this. we got to wrap up, dude. Thank you so much. You're good. Merry Christmas. We'll see you in a few days. We'll talk to you on the wedding show. Okay. Sounds good. You, Brian. You go. That's Paul Whittington uh, wrapping up our first hour here of the Brian Hank show coming up here in our second hour. The Parson Brothers, uh, join me. Hey, hey, check out the hat. Check out the hat. Here on the second hour of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.